2022 ACB Virtual DC Leadership Meetings will be held Saturday, March 12th through Tuesday, March 15th. Registration is $20 for ACB members and $30 for non-members. ACB members were sent a discount code via email. If you are an ACB member and did not receive the discount code, please call the Minneapolis office at 612-332-3242. Registration closes March 9th. Visit acb.org for more information or register at https slash slash tinyurl.com slash 2022-DC-Leadership-Meetings. Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second um, Zoom of, um, of Entering the Workforce. My name is Juan. Uh, you may remember me from the relationship, um, from the relationship Zoom, and um, I also did one about transitioning. And um, my second uh, meeting is going to be about... Uh, interview tips, um, not necessarily interviewing anybody, but just tips for interviewing interviewing when you're at a job site, and um, and also whether or not to uh, to say if whether or not to disclose their disability. <clears throat> I know that's kind of a hot topic sometimes because some people say, okay, well. It is better to to dis, to disclose our disability when we go into the uh, interview, and then there's other times where they say, "Well, don't do it." So I just kind of wanted to see what everybody's opinions were about that as well. Um, <clears throat> I mentioned this a little bit last week. Uh, when it comes to interviewing, um, it's always good to ask as actually not ask, but it's good to know as much as you can about the company that you're applying for. For example, um, Red Robin or um, McDonald's. I say those because I used to be in the restaurant industry. So that's what comes up. That's what comes to mind when I think of uh, employment companies. And also um, that is good. And also if you have questions for the employer, uh, you can definitely write them down. And then when you get to the uh, interview and once they, you know, tell you, you know, what's your name and how did you care about us and all that stuff, then you can also ask your questions and from your phone or Braille or whatever. I remember when I first did my first interview um, on my own, I uh, did write uh, stuff down in Braille, and it worked. I felt a little better because I wasn't like, uh, like what do I ask now? Because I had everything written down. Uh, since then, I just kind of, um, just went naturally. I didn't really, I didn't really use the Brailler because I got more experienced with it. And I noticed that with every company you apply for, I noticed that not every, not everything is the same. Some things are a little bit different than the next. So that's how I started getting more at ease as well with the interviewing 
process. Um, I thought I always was under the impression that every company was the same. Well, come to find out, <clears throat> um, it's not always like that. Um, and um, also, um, I feel like going to the whether or not to disclose our disability. Um, I think I think they're gonna. I don't know because part of me tells me. Part of me is like, well, I should disclose my disability, uh, but part of me is like, well, maybe I shouldn't because they're going to find out anyways that I'm blind at the interview. So I guess I guess it's just the risk I have to take that, you know, not disclose. I would just not disclose my disability until I get there once I see my cane. Uh, I'm assuming because, you know, they they're more, you know, there, there, there have probably been blind people somewhere um, in the past where they, you know, they interview, maybe. I'm assuming now more than ever, especially because it is 2022 and, you know, things have changed, I feel like. And um, so, yeah, so that's what I think. Uh, also, with interviewing, uh, I've also learned, a tip that I've learned is not to... Um, prolong on the answers so for example if somebody asks you a question try not to give a 10-minute answer just try to um get to the point um you know if they ask you like tell me about yourself or where have you worked like try to find a way try to find a common ground basically uh, and of how to answer how to answer it but at the same time not give so much detail because you know some people do like they want detail but you know some people will go on and on and on and on about their you know their careers or what they've done in their you know with the resumes and stuff and I feel like uh, that's cool and dandy you know but at the same time I just feel like you know it's just easier <clears throat> to just say the answer and then you know, um, I guess I guess what you can do is uh, practice with somebody as well. Uh, I, I've also been told that as well. You can uh, role play with somebody and say, "Okay, you be the the interviewer, and I'll be the interviewee, or whatever." However, those terminologies called. I'm not so sure what the terms, but um, I've done I've done that in school as well. Uh, when I was in school, if you weren't here last week, I. Um, for most of my high school career, I I was in a job placement program, and we did do a lot of practicing with mock interviewing and resume writing and cover letters and everything and anything that had to do with jobs. Um, we had to practice uh, filling out applications. Um, I remember using jobs totally blind for those that don't know i've been playing all my life um so i do remember <clears throat> there was um certain times where i do remember we did have to um fill out applications with the jobs program and that was a little bit hard so then that's when we got a job coach and they kind of you know just did it for us because you know we were in high school but since then um i started to fill out applications and stuff um, with assistance 
through the Chicago Lighthouse when I was in Chicago, and then through a BSA, which is Blind Services Association, which is an agency for the blind that helps um, blind people um, advocate for blind people, and also they uh, help with uh, with with whatever you need help with resume writing, uh, filling out applications, your mailing and all that stuff. So I, I've kind of learned along the way um, as my, as I've been growing up. Uh, Let me see. Also um, a good, another, another tip for interviewing is, um, uh, before your interview, once again, practice one more time with somebody before the actual interview, like the day of, um, and try to practice as much as you can. And I'm, um, I'm not a licensed um, job professional, but this is just based on stuff that I've learned in my uh, um, career, in my uh, <clears throat> uh, adult life, and I would like to uh, share with everybody for those that are starting out or for those that are stuck um, or they don't know where to turn. Uh, Like I said, I've been blind all my life. So um, it might be different for those that have not been blind all their life and then lost their vision. So um, I apologize. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, if I'm saying something or I'm not doing something like, let me know. Cause like I said, I've been, this is just, you know, since you know, because I've been blind all my life, so um, uh, that's pretty much it right now f- for the tips that I have. Uh, maybe you guys, um, maybe I'm missing something, or if you guys have any questions or comments, uh, you guys may may chime in. Okay, let me just uh, go over some things first. Um, If you want to raise your hand, I know all of you know this, but (laughs) on a PC, it's Alt-Y. On a Mac, it's Option-Y. On your keypad phones, it's Star 9. And on your smart devices, it's under the More option in your lower right-hand corner of your screen, sometimes in the center of the screen on tablets. Double tap that and then swipe to the right to find your raise hand button and then to mute and unmute alt a on the pc command shift a on the mac star six on your push button phones and under the it's in the lower left hand corner of your screen on your smart devices and alicia is first hello hi can you guys can you guys hear me okay sorry uh-huh um so yeah i'm glad this is a topic that's being a uh, addressed because I feel like it's definitely a hot topic in the community. Um, so I was going to share a bit of my experience and then ask a question. Um, so I do like the mock interview idea when I was working um, in college. So I was part of the, they called it the ambassador program. So it's kind of like representing the school. So we would like, it was like a telephone type thing. So we would call students uh, prospective students and promote open houses and then sometimes we would call students who recently got a tour and ask questions and so when I was applying uh, when I got called in for an interview my parents actually did a mock interview with me I think it was on the phone though because I was in school but still um, and actually it worked out very well because 
when I got interviewed, they asked me every single question that they had gone over that my parents thought they would ask. Um, I would say don't do it too much because you don't want you don't want your answers to sound rehearsed like you're reading from a script. But yeah. I do like the um, the mock interview idea. Um, I did have a job where I didn't tell them I was blind because I kind of just wanted them to meet me first. Um, it didn't go well. So for me, I feel like it would depend on what the job is. The question I have is what your opinion is on since a lot of places are going virtual now, if you think disability disclosure is necessary before the interview, or if you should just talk like if it's a virtual interview for a remote job, whether it's necessary or not. Uh um okay, well, well thank you for <clears throat> thank you for uh um commenting and and sharing. Um to answer your question, I don't think well uh hmm, I don't think it's necessary to disclose our disability too much but i think if they talk about oh we need a like for example a computer then maybe we should disclose somewhat of our disability and say hey you know what uh i use jaws or zoom text or you know something i feel like maybe disclose to disclose it to a point okay i'm just curious what your thought was i think <laughs> hopefully that answers <laughs> the question yeah, you did. Thank you. You're welcome. Does anybody have any other hands? Not so far. Not so far? Nope. Okay. Uh, well, for me, uh, um, getting a job wasn't always easy. And I think I said this the last time. Uh, I, <clears throat> I didn't get a job until 2000 and. 11 or so and I always wanted a job but I always felt like you know because of my blindness I felt like it was harder to get a job and it wasn't because I wasn't filling out stuff it wasn't because I didn't have a good resume I just feel like because employers think they hire someone with a disability they think we I don't know this is just me in my opinion I think people you know try to uh, they feel like, oh, we're going to hire someone blind, so we're going to have to do everything for them, or it's going to cost a lot of money because they're going to, the equipment, because you know how, I mean, you know how sometimes the, our equipment is not, it's not cheap, so sometimes it's thousands of dollars, and I guess a lot, I guess companies, you know, hear that our equipment is really high up there, and they don't want to hire us, I feel like, and again, this is just my opinion, um, I feel like they don't want to hire us sometimes because of that, because they feel like, oh, well, we're going to have to invest a lot of money in whatever equipment he or she needs because just to accommodate. But I have heard, too, that they do get tax write-offs on their, on their company if, um, <clears throat> if they do hire someone with a disability. That's what I've heard. Um, uh, does any does anyone have any questions or anything so far? Nope. No questions. Um. Okay. Uh. Well, when it comes to 
mock interviewing, I feel like. Um, I feel like mock interviewing should take place once you fill out the application and once they actually call you for the interview. Um, and I'm saying that because, again, some people may or may not know when to, you know, when to do a mock interview. And from my experience, I've always been told that it's always good to do a mock interview um, after you fill out the application. And once they call you and tell you you have been chosen to get the interview, um, that's when I would actually call uh, and not call, but that's when I would have a mock interview and or try to have a mock interview and then I guess just hope for the best um, the only thing I get nervous about and I don't know if anybody else does is when um, when you answer the questions say during the mock interview and then you go for the real interview sometimes I, sometimes I have it played in my head where I know how I'm gonna say everything but then when I get to the interview it's like it doesn't plan out the way I, I, you know, wanted to. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know if that's happened to people before, but that's what happens to me sometimes. Uh, where I feel like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer the questions like they, you know, how, you know, how I answered them, and then all of a sudden it's not like that. <clears throat> and then I'm it because I'm nervous or because. Um, like you're going to find out I'm blind and then the interview is going to stop. Um, I can give you a prime example. The first exa- the first time I got, I got interviewed by myself without the high school program, it was a, a it was a, <clears throat> it was a, um, it was a telecommunications um, uh, agency. It was telemarketing and it was, you know, talking to answer the phones and stuff like that. And, um, I just went in. I didn't even say I was blind or anything. I just went in and then they saw my cane and everything. And it took them, I need to help with the application. So they were going to help me fill out the application right then and there and do the interview. Well, it took like 20 minutes, 20 to 25 minutes just for them to help me, just to help me find somebody to help me with an application. And I thought that was really dumb because I'm like, like if it was somebody excited, they would help right away. You know what I mean? Um, so that was that's what made me kind of draw back with interviewing and stuff like that because of that. Because I figured, well, it happened to me one time. I'm just gonna stop, and then something just—I don't know. One or two years later, something just told me, "Hey, you know what? You have to continue and just press on and hope for the best." And sure enough, I did, and then. I went through my, you know, um, Department of Human Services agency in Chicago back then, and I finally got the job for five years. And now the only thing that stops me is like now I'm here in Houston, and it's like okay, now what do I do? Like, uh, I do have a case with them here, but you know, um, I just feel like I can do it. I feel like I can get a job without their help. Okay, Alicia has her hand up. Hi, Alicia, again. Hi. Um. So yeah, I was gonna. Um. I like. I with the whole like nervousness about telling them that you're blind. Um. I recently I don't use them as much as I should, but I've made like profiles with LinkedIn and Indeed, and 
That's exactly why I don't I don't put it in my in my profiles because when I was making accounts I was like should I mention that I'm blind but I actually don't for that reason because I don't want them to look at my profile before they even like look at my application or try to connect with me and automatically see I'm blind and decide I'm not qualified. But um, no, I wanted to hear more about your job search experience. I know you used DHS for the job you had for five years, um, but I think it would be good to talk more about um, other places you interviewed for and how you found them, because I feel like in a blind community, there's always the, should we use an agency to look for jobs? Should we look for them on our own? So you have a quiet group today, sorry about that. Um, no, that's okay. <laughs> but maybe you should could talk more about um, like what your job search was like. <clears throat> uh, okay, well, thank you. Uh, yeah, no, it's a quiet group today. I know there's going to be times where it's quiet group, and there's going to be times where we're just listening, and there's going to be times where it's more um, open for a discussion, which is fine. Um, <clears throat> last week just was more of a discussion. Um mm-hmm group which is cool i mean it's gonna vary uh but to answer your questions um when i got the job at the lighthouse i'm oh, at the lighthouse when i got the oh my gosh when i got the job at magiano's little italy which is the restaurant i worked for for five years i went through the lighthouse for the blind um at that time they had somebody go for you and kind of um I don't want to say advertise you because that's not what that's not really what it was. It was more go to different agents. I mean, go to different uh, prospective companies and say that they um, they were they were wanting to put people blind people into the workforce and would their company be willing to hire them? So when I went through them, that's what they had. I had there were two people that were. Um, working for the lighthouse that took my case and they that's exactly what they did they went to different companies um, and they were saying that they were from the lighthouse and they were wanting to know if they were willing to hire people that are blind Uh, sure enough Magianos was one of them Uh, come to find out I was the first blind person to be at uh, such company because, you know, in the restaurant industry, you don't really find too many people that are blind or visually impaired. Um, I mean, you know, not, not necessarily visually impaired, but like more blind. Um, it's kind of rare to see that. So uh, because I work in the kitchen. So you think of the kitchen, you think of, of, of hot foods and hot stoves and ovens and, you know, and and you'd be thinking, well, how is the blind person going to uh, be able to adapt within that environment? And lo and behold, I was able to do that. The only thing I did really was weigh the ingredients for the chefs. So I researched um, talking scales, food scales, and I got one from LSNS, which is Learning Through Listening which is one of the visually impaired catalogs. And that's how I got my scale. Uh, and uh, usually Magianos was the one that actually paid for the, for the scales, except for the last time I paid on my own because they were taking too long to get me one. So I just did it on my own. Um, I know they were trying to be very considerate and everything, but it was really nice working for that company. And 
it was really nice being the first blind person because I found out later there were other blind people that were hired, not at my location, but within the company at different locations doing the exact same thing that I was doing. So I felt like it was really nice um, that they were able to, you know, use me for, for um, like to test it, you know what I mean? Uh, like to see if it would work out and sure enough, it did. Uh, the other question, what, what was your other question? Well, it, it wasn't a question. It was just a comment. I said, like, that's why I don't put, like, my blindness in my LinkedIn and Indeed profiles and stuff like that, because I don't want employees to see me on there and, like, read that and not even look at my resume that's posted or any other facts about me. So I, it's just kind of like the disclosure, but virtual style because 2022. Uh, you know what? I feel like if it's a virtual style, maybe we should put our disability, like I said, to a point, maybe not in every little thing, I guess, depending on the job. If it was an office job and you say, and you say, they say you got to use a computer and you got to use this certain program or whatever, then, yeah, I would tell them, hey, you know what? I'm blind and I use JAWS and blah, blah, blah. And if they don't answer back, then it is what it is. I mean, <laughs> it's their loss, not yours. Uh, that's how I'm starting to think, like, because my thing is, like, well, it is what it is, you know. Um, they're just, they don't realize they don't realize that they're going to be, you know, losing an asset to the company that they can really benefit. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I like this topic, though. I'm glad you're addressing it. Well, thank you. Um, (coughs) (coughs) sorry, um, does anybody have uh, yeah, Tony? Tony has her hand up. Tony, welcome. Oh, sorry, Tony. No, he has his hand up. Sorry, Tony. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. This is an interesting conversation. Um, I I uh, not I I lost most a lot of my vision uh, recently so I'm sorry I'm trying to put my I'm still I'm still learning a lot about being uh, low vision um, uh, I, I the question about disclosure I think is is really interesting I I, I listened to uh, a webinar uh, several months ago that was uh, hosted by the national the National Clearinghouse on Disability. Uh, in exchange, because that's the field that I work in. And um, several of the people there uh, were talking about how they didn't disclose their disability in um, interviews until they had to. Um, I think like what Juan is saying is that, you know, if it, if it comes up in, a, in an interview um, about, you know, doing computer stuff that, um, I mean, you, you probably, have, you, you can talk, you, you have to find a way of, um, answering the question and if you have to disclose then then I guess that's that's the way it is um but to want to your experience at Magianas about being maybe like the the first blind person I'm not the first blind person in my office because we had blind interns um a a few times over the years but um that was before pre-pandemic so I find that I over the last couple of years I've been um having to you know kind of bring um, people along with me in like how to you know, in in like how to make 
to how to be accessible, right? Because I, I can't see the PowerPoints that they're putting on the on the screen and that kind of thing. So it depends, I guess, on the kinds of the kinds of work that you're doing. But uh, but I I don't just go out to a big group and say, hey, I'm blind. I need everybody to like read out their chats or something like that. But I but I will tell whoever the 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 person is um, who's you know. Kind of organizing to say uh, I'll contact them separately and say I I need this kind of accommodation because otherwise I just can't be part of the what's going on. So I just uh, and the last thing I just wanted to share just um, I I think LinkedIn is an interesting is a good resource for people. Uh, I recently got a was contacted by somebody. There's a, actually a a place that's called inclusively.com and they. Uh, it's like a job search. And so they work with companies uh, already that are interested in hiring people with disabilities. So um, it might, I haven't checked it out yet, but um, I talked to some some uh, friends of mine who are blind that they've heard about it. And it's like they, so it was just a, another kind of resource for people to look into. So that was it. Oh, okay. Well, well thank you um, so much. Um, I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, Magianos was <clears throat> Magianos was a really good place. Um, I like I was a little nervous because I was I did not know how people were gonna react to me being blind. I didn't know if I was gonna get like assisted when I needed to. Like all these things were going through my head. Like you know, I didn't know what to expect. Um, I don't know if they had a meeting with the employees or what. I don't know. But when I got there, everything was fine. Um, they were really nice to me. They helped when they helped me out a lot. Um, <clears throat> when I weighed the ingredients through the chefs, they just they brought everything out for me. I didn't have to worry about go, um, going anywhere, really. So I was just standing at my station, as they called it at the little table and I had everything in front of me and then they would help me, you know, clock in. They would help me clock out. They would help me because we had the stuff in the, like in the very back where our jacket and stuff would go. So they would help me assist me or guide me to where I had to go. And there, it was really nice. It was really nice. And, um, and everything like that. And um, and again, thank you for that um, resource. I didn't even know about that resource before until today. So that that's uh, really nice that that you mentioned it. Okay, Brianna has her hand up. Hi, Brianna. Hi. Um. So I this is a like comment. Um. So I do have my um blindness uh on my like resume and I put it in like cover letters and stuff one because I find that like it's inevitable to like hide it or not hide it but like put off disclosing it because of the fact that I've done a lot of volunteerism work within the blindness community um that has to do with like customer service or like outreach and different stuff like that um and it kind of pays off because um I feel like sometimes it can be a good thing sometimes it can be like um kind of like uh kind of like an uphill battle because 
you can, it's like a hit or miss because um, one time I had an interview um, for a job and the woman was super nice and stuff. And she actually asked me like, oh, I see, you know, that you have done volunteerism stuff for like the National Federation of the Blind or like, can you tell me about that? Or like different stuff like that. So she like was curious about um, my blindness and stuff and how it would uh, affect my work with them like negatively or positively or um I got to share like um experiences that I've had um and different resources that have helped me to um be able to do the work that I did and stuff like that and I told her about JAWS and voiceover so we had a good talk but like I've also experienced kind of like what Allie was talking about in terms of when people see the resume, they're like, you don't hear anything back because, and you wonder like, is it because I'm blind or like, you know, different things like that. So it's kind of hit or miss, I guess. So that's all I wanted to say. Uh, oh, Brianna, I had a question. How, where, cause maybe I might end up doing that for my resume. Um, just because that way they know, like, even if, <clears throat> even though, you know, my thing, my way of thinking now is, like, if they hire me, fine. If not, someone else will. Like, that's my mentality now. Back then, right. I was like, well, what should I do? What should I have to? But my question is for you. My question for you is, where in the resume would I put that? Like, that I'm blind. Like, where would I, where, where in the resume would I put that? Because I don't. So, like, in my resume, I don't specifically have, like, I don't specifically write that I am blind. I just, like, figure, you know, because I have all my volunteer work listed. Oh, and then, okay. um, and then I, they, I guess they kind of put the pieces together. Like, are you blind? Because she, the woman actually asked me, she's like, are you blind? Oh. I'm like, yeah. Um, uh, and then, because at the end of my, like, resume and stuff towards the end I do have that like I am you know a, a JAWS slash voiceover user and I um put like I list like all the um equipment that I use to like um uh to help me do work like um Google Docs and like Google Sheets and different stuff like that. Um, so I uh, definitely reckon, like, I don't have <laughs> specifically, like, oh, I'm blind, like, blah, blah. Like, yeah. I bring it up in interviews. If they ask me, I, I'll, you know, expand. But if they don't, you know, I'm assuming they've either done their research on me or, like, <laughs> they're on blindness specifically or like, whatever. So I guess yeah. that gives them, like, the opportunity to do their research as well if they you know bother to read your resumes and stuff because i don't know i i figure that's my mentality like we have to do research on them so they should do research on us kind yeah of. <laughs> no exactly no i was just asking because like i said i on my resume i do have stuff like that like that that are disability agency stuff so like you they'll probably put two and two together but i didn't know I don't know if you specifically had a spot in the resume that said, well, 
you know, I'm blind or. No, no, I didn't, I didn't put that. Cause I'm like, I don't, I really didn't know. Like, cause mm-hmm. um, I have a, a college success mentor and she's also blind and she works in the um, social work field. And she was like, she was a really big help, like in terms of writing my, like putting together my resume and stuff like that. So I didn't have like a specific sentence that said, hey, I'm blind, like, and I really don't bring it up in like, uh, you know, interviews, like unless it's um, pertain, like unless I'm talking about an instance at like my preview that I've, you know, experienced in the work field, like I won't automatically in the beginning be like yeah just so you know i'm blind like so i i like <laughs> yeah. to like i like to i like to say it in like an answer like if they ask me a question like tell me about an experience blah blah i'll say yeah you know i'll answer their question and be like yeah you know um being blind also helps me blah blah and they'll be like oh my god that's interesting or like you know whatever so i don't know no, thank you. Yeah, thank you. This is an interesting topic. Hey, Liz. Liz has her hand up. Hi. Um, hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, I have a, a question when I'm through. Uh, Deanna, you're talking about various experiences you've had interviewing, and I'm wondering if you're currently working. So um, – let me give you a little bit of background, and this is why I'm asking. I'm uh, I'm totally blind, and I went to work before there were computers, which tells you something about um, <laughs> my age. I, I literally mean it. So I walked in with the seeing eye dog. Um, so after, and I had a resume, and I did not state in the resume that I was blind, but. Um, they knew I was blind because I had gotten this particular job interview that I'm thinking of through somebody uh-huh. who knew I was blind. So they knew. Okay. And, and I walked in with the seeing eye dog. I mean, there wasn't any, there wasn't any possibility of going, well, geez, you know, I, I, I have very little vision. <laughs> it's like, oh uh, no. Okay. So here's yeah. what I want to say. Before we get too stuck on the disclosure or not disclosure, what you really need to do is you really need to think about what your skill set is and what you want to put on your resume about your skill set, not the equipment you use, not that you use a brailler, not all this cute, isn't this fascinating. I call it being a zoo exhibit. You're not writing a resume to show them this is the cute little monkey doing cute little tricks. You're writing, them a resu- you're writing them a resume that says, I have a degree in this and such, or I have an ability to do this and such, and this is how I have used my ability or my um, degree. So I wrote something that said, I have a degree in this and such, and I worked in an internship in the summer doing this and such and so on. And I wrote my um, my skill set. I didn't say I use a screen reader. I mean, I obviously didn't because I didn't at, in when I went to work. But I wouldn't say I use a screen reader so I can use an Excel spreadsheet. I would say I have the ability to use Excel 
and I can write well and I so on and so forth. I assume that they know I can use Microsoft Word and that I can spell and that I can type and that I can use an Excel, Excel spreadsheet because these are tools. They don't want right. to know if you they don't want to know if you can use the tools. They want to know like it's like it's like you don't go, well, I can use a hammer and I can use a screwdriver. You go, I know how to build bookshelves. So what right. they they want to know what you know how to do. So I'm a good writer. Here's a piece of my writing. If you're going for a writing job, um, I am a um, I I've had experience in doing survey design. I worked for this company designing surveys. I worked as a focus group moderator, which I did. So if I wrote, if I went for another job, I would say I went, I worked for focus as a focus group moderator for this many years for this company. I wrote uh, questionnaires, I designed studies and I would write all that. And that has nothing to do with my being blind. So concentrate on what you're good at. Uh -huh. and what your skill set is and then please get to be good at the stuff you're not good at so if your jaws is weak get yourself some jaws training if your right. skill, if your skills at using apple are poor you know and you need to be able to use an apple computer that isn't a, that isn't like something they're going to hire you because you can use an apple computer that's a prerequisite you have to use an apple computer right. so that you can do whatever it is so one of the things that people, and they're not going to hire you because you're blind. They're going to hire you because you can fill some, you can do something that they need doing. So you can um, design a questionnaire or you can um, write reports or you can edit. Um, you know, I have, I have written, um, I have edited documentation for software so that the programmers can speak to the engineers in ways that both of them understand would be something I could put on a resume because I've done that. Um, so you want to concentrate on your skill set. And if you don't have a skill set, you need to find out what you're good at and find out how to get those skills. And you can volunteer to get those skills or I don't know how people do that these days, but you have to get a set of skills that you can sell to somebody. I'm a good salesperson. I work for this company. I sold this many, whatever it is you sold. Um, I worked in a restaurant. I did this and such, whatever it was you did. And if you didn't do anything, volunteer so that you can get that, um, that experience and you can put something on your resume because they want you to be able to have actually done something or have some kind of skill that they can make useful that um, I had a friend of mine who always said a company hires you so they can solve a problem, not so you can solve your problem. So they hire you so you can do something for them that they need doing. Find out what it is you can do for them. Oh, thank you so much. That's a really, really good, good, good advice. Um, Thank you so much. I don't work right now. <clears throat> um, I worked when before I moved here. Uh, once I moved here, I to Houston. I'm from Chicago originally, and I before I moved to Houston, I 
was working and then once i moved here to houston i stopped okay so you've got a background you've held a job you have some education in something your education may not relate to your job it may you may want to go back and get more education that relates to a job. Uh-huh. If, you, if you're a programming person, you may want to take more programming courses or get certifications. Um, if you, I notice that there are very few people on this call, which is really appalling. Given the number of people who are not working in this community, nobody's on our call. So who, uh-huh. is, who is facilitating this call? Lucy? Uh-huh. No, it's Juan. I'm the, I'm, I'm just the host. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Juan, you're the host. And we need to make these calls recur every week. And we need to make them actually tangibly useful so that we need to do things like somebody did that, those calls on how to write resumes. Now, if that's, yeah. a, is that, was that, if that wasn't you, we need to get all of us together somehow. And I can be reached at brl at earthlink.net. You can write me, brl at earthlink.net. I'm the woman who facilitates the Braille Together and the Braille Room call. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So write me at brl at earthlink.net. Let me know how to reach you. We need to get all of us together, and we need to get these calls on a weekly basis so blind people can hear from other blind people about jobs that we've held, how we got them, how we write resumes and not get diverted into these cute stories about like cute things that happened to us on interviews. Cause the real goal here is to get work. Yeah. So yeah. if you don't have a resume, you're going to have to figure out how to write one. And there's lots of places you can figure out how to do that. There's books on resume writing available on both bookshare and on NLS. Um, And so if you don't have a resume, you need to get those books and start writing up a resume. If you don't know how to type, you better learn. If you don't know how to to use JAWS, you'd better learn. And so we need to coordinate with the people who are teaching those skills. So Juan, the first thing is write me at brl at earthlink.net. And it's also that email appears next to the Braille Together and the Braille Room calls. It'll say send mail to Braille Together. So just click on that link and send along your, um, send along the info if you want to continue as host of this call and if somebody else wants to do it. But we need to do this every week. We need to bring in people and um, we need to start talking honestly about what it takes to get work. Um, And we also need to talk to ACB so that ACB, instead of just asking companies like Google and Verizon and such for money to support our convention, can also ask Google and Verizon and AT&T and all these other companies for uh, entry-level positions that have some possibility of turning into something else. Um, so people, maybe like half a dozen that people could talk about at convention and we could give AT&T and Verizon and Google some good airplay and some good advertising about, you know, they've hired blind people. So instead of just giving us handouts, they could give us roads in. Listen, it's more important that you get a job 
than that you go for some big job because nobody's going to give you some high paid job right off the bat. If you think that's true, you're living in dream. No. Go in, get your foot in the door and then turn it into something else. But do something. Don't sit around waiting for the Archangel Gabriel to offer you a job because Gabriel's busy. So right. create a resume. Find out. Write down what your skills are. Just, you know, open up notepad or a word pad or whatever you use open up something and write down what you're good at and then write down like what you're willing to do like i'm good at certain things and there's no way i would do certain stuff i just wouldn't do it right. I wouldn't, i'm not going to commute three hours a day i don't care what you offer me it won't happen now we don't have to do that in the pandemic so we're better off but getting diverted into blindness and disclosure and everything keeps us away from dealing with the really hard stuff. Like, what is my skill set? What am I actually, what do I do? What do I know about or do that's valuable to my company, to whoever's going to hire me? Why would anybody want to pay me 15 cents an hour or whatever? You know, what, what can I do? What can I yeah. actually do? What have I done? What do I know other blind people have done that I might be willing to do? And we can bring people in here. There's a bunch of people in this community who have worked. Lots and lots of us have worked. It's hard, but it's possible. And we can yep, talk about strange. everything from resume writing to job interviewing to dressing appropriately. But we've got a, we've got a, we've got a good opportunity here. We're in the middle of a pandemic, so we don't have to all start running around. Um, and if you're not working, you've got plenty of time to figure out what your skills are and write, write that resume. Um, so, and the sooner you do that, the more you're going to be able to figure out, oh, you know, I, I've got this skill, but I'm lacking, like, maybe I'm a good programmer, but I don't have anything to show anybody that I'm a good programmer. So you're going to have to show somebody something, you know, they're not going to just take your word for it. That is so true. Um, yes, I will. Be, this this will be every week. I I I set it up. The, I already set it up like that. So okay, thank, okay. Thank you so much for all this advice and everything. I I've learned a lot. Well, <laughs> ask questions, please, if you can, yes. and I'll I'll do my best. I worked for thirty years at a nine to five job, and then I did some um some self employment stuff. And I'm still doing some self-employment stuff. So um, I, I do have the ability to work and I do have a pretty good idea of some of the hurdles people face. I went to work before ADA and ADA will help people, but it is not a fix it. It will not make it possible for people to hire you. If you don't have a skill set, ADA won't help you. Right. Okay. You have 10 minutes, Juan. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for all the advice, Liz. And, and um, I will definitely will be in touch. And um, this, this call will be ongoing. Um, this is actually good. This was actually good stuff for future calls as well. Um, and... I think I'm going to end early because there's nothing really else to say. No, um, don't, no, no, don't end early. Forget it. That's not that. Forget it. People who want to ask questions. So we need people who are here 
there's a lot of other people on this call. Don't don't end early. Get people yeah. to ask questions. Do you have questions? Do you guys have any questions? I'm sorry. <laughs> don't you, don't cheat and end early. Come on. No, no, I won't. Go, go for the hard stuff. Okay. Okay. So I have a question, and if you don't have questions, I'll come up with some questions. So you said you worked in your former uh, city. So what did you do? I was a prep cook. Um, <clears throat> well, I was my title was prep cook, but I um weighed the ingredients for the chefs so i was the one that so Got like it. we would yeah so we Got would it. go okay. through recipe books now yeah okay now um you've moved have you applied to restaurants to do this work now uh no i have not i have not applied um okay. i should okay I should. okay um do you have a resume yes i do have a resume and i do have a cover letter Okay. As well. Okay. There's a real need for people working restaurants at this point. So one of the things that is true is you're going to have to spend as much time looking for a job as you spend working a job. You mm -hmm. have to be willing to put in that time if you want to go to work. So you may want to start applying to places, walking around to places, and doing whatever it is have you located places that are hiring um i uh i i don't think so <laughs> right okay so the first oh. thing you do is you locate places that might hire you and then you work up the nerve to go and ask them whether they'll hire you and you give them your credentials and the longer you wait between your past job and this current one, the more people are wondering whether you're just some lazy slob who wants to sit on his butt. Right. Okay. Um, who else have we got um, that is currently looking for work? And I'm sorry, I don't mean to jump on you, Juan, but um, that's okay. but that's real. Okay. Aren't you sorry you didn't end up early, pal? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. Should I raise my hand? Sorry, I don't know if I should. Oh raise yeah, my hand sure. Go time. ahead. Just speak out. Go on. No, this is Alicia, and I'm going. I'm looking. Um, I want to move actually. So I'm in Illinois, but looking for a job in Houston is hard. So I'm considering an extended stay for like a month, so I can actually like do some networking and meet people there. What is your background kind of, in? What do you have you worked before? Um, at school. Okay. And I graduated in December 2019 before the world shut down. That's okay. Yeah. And that's that's good. And what did you do when you were working at school? Um, I was part of the school's ambassador program. So I kind of represented the school and we did like telephone stuff where we pr promoted like open houses and college tours and stuff. Okay. And what do you think that would translate into in and what would you have a degree in something, right? Yeah, my degree is in um, like human family services, but I'm really passionate about disability advocacy and stuff like that. About what? Like disability advocacy and stuff like that. Right. It's just that finding a job out of state here while I'm here is difficult, which is why I was thinking of staying for a while and like familiarizing myself with the city but also visiting places okay and i don't know what's available in the field of disability advocacy frankly because i don't know what they're hiring and i don't know what degree 
or credentials you need. And that's something you need to investigate. So the more you find out what's available in an area, the more you're going to know if you can apply for that. The first, I mean, you've got to find out what's out there before you can apply for anything. But that, that's what I'm saying. But that's why I wanted to visit more places because it's different than like looking online. Like, I feel like it's good for people to actually meet you and talk to you and stuff like that. Um, that's fine. Like that's fine, except you're going to be able to get a lot done online in the beginning. So, yes, you can visit places and then you can figure out how to get transportation to places and you can visit, you know, one or two places or you can go online and find 10 or 15 places. I mean, the reality is that you're going to have to find a lot of places and talk to a lot of people before somebody hires you. So the more well, places yeah, you can locate, pardon me. <laughs> that's fine but i want to familiarize myself with the city that i'm going to live in if i'm going to move a thousand miles away from my hometown yes that's true mm. <laughs> Any, <clears throat> anybody else have questions <laughs> we've got four minutes four minutes oh wow um well, these calls will these calls will keep on coming. It's every week. Um, I hope everybody finds these calls informative. If you guys have any suggestions um, of other topics with it that is related to work experiences, resume writing, um, to interviewing, interview uh, tips, and anything like that in between, definitely. Um, um, Michael Moran, are you the same Michael Moran who is with seeing, who had a relationship with Seeing Eye at one point? This is this is one. Uh, no, there was a Michael Moran on this call. He is, and he's just he's streaming the show. Oh, my apologies. I I believe I know who the gentleman is. Thank you, Lucy, and thank you for doing this call. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, but yeah, so that's pretty much sums up my uh, interviewing tips and and you know a recap of resume writing and um, everything that has to do with jobs. As I, I, I really love this car. I'm glad I decided to do it. And and uh, yeah, this is fun. I love educating people, especially with other blind individuals and low vision and within the community. Does anyone have any final thoughts or questions or anything? Hello? No, nobody's got their hands up. Oh. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Um, well, um, <clears throat> well, I'm gonna end this call, guys. But um, uh, well, I will definitely do this again next Monday at the same time, eleven Central, twelve Eastern. And um, this has been awesome. <laughs>